The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Always emanate big dick energy, and I definitely brought that out here today. One, the Crockett Adams! This is my only shot at having a successful career, and, you know, I'm not going to quit, so I'll make it to the top. Andrea KGB All right. Andrea Lee, Juan Adams on this episode of UFC Unfiltered. Matt, what are you trying to do? You're Hi! Me. Matt's got a big thing of clothes. Where are you putting your clothes? Yeah, I got, you know what? Is this thing? This my shit's not working. Is it, it is. Working? It's probably your headphones. Okay. You know what's going on? I was gonna throw you my jacket because it's not comfortable behind me. Sure. And then I realized this is what I. This is how um, thoughtful I am, Jimmy. Yes. I realized there's a little like hole in my jacket. Yes. So like some feathers come out of it, and I saw your coffee. Thank you. And I thought maybe if I threw it, the feathers, or or not feathers. The, the stuffing? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking whatever it is. Would get into your coffee. Right. I'll be inconsiderate. Yes. And Dan is sitting there like, <clears throat> and I'm like, no, I don't want to throw it down. It was very awkward. Let's start the show now. Hi, you just welcome. hand it to him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's, a... it's not a big studio. No, not that's fine. And I... Matt, Matt is not on drugs. Why so would you always say that? Not. I'm saying you're not it's on drugs. Fucking not you're a not criminal, stoned. first of all. Anything I do, nothing I do is criminal. I know that. All right. So we're on the same page. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Yep. Did you say, did we thought that already? It's okay. I have so much fun with you, Jimmy. I did, uh, I did Joe Rogan's podcast this week. I was Get out in LA. Get the fuck out of here. When? I don't know if he's put it up yet. Oh. It might, be, it might be going up soon. And uh, he had very nice things to say about you. Oh, I love Joe. Yeah, he loves you too. Just let me know. Have you done that show? I did it a while ago. Let, it's fun. Listen. I'm not a self-absorbed guy, but let me know in that interview like where it was so I could like skip to it. Where you yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to send time when, codes. But when do you think it's it was? Well, it was in the beginning of the year. Listen, I'm going to listen to the whole thing. I got three hours to fucking kill. It was about 320. Yeah, it's a long All one. All right, I'm going to listen. But, uh, but I, I don't uh, know. I'm only kidding, Jimmy. I'm so happy you did that. Did me you do too. that to promote the uh, Degenerates? The Degenerates, yeah. And also, I I'm Netflix? out there, I just try to... I, I wish I was out there more because I love doing his show. Um, I love that it's so popular and it's like the most popular thing on the planet. It really and is. It's, and it's all Buddy Joe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's he doesn't great. even know uh, if I want to do it because he doesn't like the publicists and everything. He's like, just text me. So it's a little easier than having to go through all those back channels. Well, listen, I feel that if I was ever, and I'm never in LA. Yeah. Ever. It's worth doing though. It's, it's a really fun show. It's just like a conversation. It is, Jimmy. Which is nice. Yeah, Jimmy, it is. It is nice. He's on the gym how, there. Fucking oh, kettlebells. I gotta see it, man. I, it looks yeah, insane. Amazing. I did it back before. I did it ages ago when... Uh, the old place. Before he got the new facility. Uh, let me ask you, buddy. Um, what did you do for the Super Bowl? You know, I came home because I was in LA. I, did, I, I was asked to present an award. I never get asked to present anything. Ooh. In the... Um, at these art directors uh, guild awards, it's not televised, but it's still in the business. So I went out to LA for that, and I uh, came home Sunday morning. It was really cool because they're like, we might have to ground the aircraft because there's fuel leaking out of the wing. They said that. Yeah, that, that stuff you don't that, you don't want to hear that. I can't believe the plane took off. I'm like, there's no way we're taking Dude. off. Five minutes later, I was like, all right, he fixed it. Dude, they, I, they I fixed I, it. I get upset when this JetBlue runs out of blue chips. This was JetBlue. Blue chips! Blue chips, anybody? Well, that was a good joke. Well. They can't all be <laughs> Well. Jimmy, we got a uh, patch. 
I'm not helping you. Patch? Pat, who, Patch Adams? Is that who's calling it? <laughs> Fucking Patch Adams is calling it. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's not stoned at all. We got Patch. Here's what we got. I was going to say. I know what you were going to say. We got no, Juan I, Adams. No. And literally, Matt just said we got Patch Adams. This is what I was going to say. This is what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I thought about it. And this is part of the stuff that I'm going to use. Sure. When, you know, you keep telling me to open up for you, like on these big shows. I go, Jimmy, let me work on my bits. (laughs) So, Jimmy, I was going to say, Juan Adams, Mm -hmm. uh, tell me about his last uh, couple of fights. Well, his last fight, I think, was the loss to (sighs) Greg Hardy and... uh I think that was his last fight. So uh, he's taking two in a row. Two in a row was a decision to uh, Arjan Buller. It's hard to read that. My two, eyes two in a row. Yeah, man, he's a little bit of a, a rough patch. Yeah, Adams and Hardy. No, you waited. I had to pause, and I was going to say Adams. What are you thinking at? If you had the, you fucked up my punchline. I didn't even know you. I didn't catch I, it. That was the. This is what I was going to say. God. And I fucked it up because before I called him Patch Adams. Sure. But this is what I was going to say. Patch. <laughs> is this a movie, Patch Adams? Yeah, Robin Williams is a doctor who heals people with good clown shoes. All this. that Nobody's going to get this humor. No. That's an old, old movie. That's fine. Patch Adams. Yeah. But I, so yes, I was going to say have, for anybody. Mark is calling in later. <laughs> I was gonna, it was a joke for pretty much anybody around 50. Or is it, how about this? Everybody well, you weren't joking. You just said it. No, but I know, but know what? Fuck, dude, no, this is what I was going to do. What? I was going to do the first, I was going to say, fuck it. <laughs> he got somebody calling in. Oh, he's calling us? Oh, don't use Hello, the Hello, do we have him? Oh, man, he, I bet your money he never saw the movie, Patch Adams. You know? All right. That's not even him. It is. <laughs> is it? Sure. One right. Adams? One item. They got me fucked up. Oh, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jimmy. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, what? remind me later on to, to um, I want to inquire that we could play the new Tyron Woodley song. I heard it. He's a new song. I heard it, man. Oh, I want to. I'm, I'm going to listen to it one more time, and then I'm going to start singing it. What's it called? I think it's it's kind of like a. It's kind of like a. Out? It's kind of like a love song. Really? But like a rap love song. Oh, I want to hear it again because it's a nice hook on it. You know? But it was some fucking thing. He talks about curves. What's he singing a love song about? Oh, Jimmy. It's it's not really a love yeah. song. It's a rap song, but it's really gangster, Jimmy. Oh, is it? Okay. Now, that's how the, I think that's how the kids Well, I'd be it. interested to hear that. Yeah, it's not really gangster. It's really, it's cool. I don't see. What's the cool, what are the, what's the, what's a cool word to say without, without trying to sound cool? What do you mean it's cool? Do you like it? You just say it's I good. like it, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, yes, I sir. really fucked up that Juan Adams joke. No, you didn't. It was perfect. You think no, I could? Already. Yeah, Jimmy. What do you think? I opened for you. I opened for you at fucking yeah. Yuck Yucks. Is there really sure. a place called Yuck Yucks? Yes, in Canada. <laughs> Hello, Juan. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Well, good, buddy. What's going on, Juan? Nothing much. Nothing much. How are you? Uh, how, how are you feeling? You, you, uh, it's funny, we were watching the last couple of, uh, your last fight, and uh, you seemed very, very frustrated at the end of it. Were you mad at yourself, or were you mad at the ref, or was it a combination? It was a combination of the two. You know, um, last fight, the game plan was, you know, to, to stick the jab on him, keep moving, keep moving until you saw an opening, and, and then go for the takedown. We really wanted to test this gas tank. Um, me, being me, I was in full fight mode. Uh, I was probably the only fight I was ever really emotionally invested in. So uh, I saw that opening. I rushed the game plan, and that was on me a lot. Um, so that that sucked. I also didn't feel like I was in any danger. You know, I come from an amateur wrestling background. We get it on a single leg, we stay there. You know, and uh, so that's just, that's just you know, wrestling took over. Um, I wasn't feeling in any danger. Those punches, like nothing hurt. So, I felt I was good. Um, I was waiting for. I had adjusted once after that. I was waiting to see um, when he was his weight would shift again, and I had three options in my head playing out. And um, you know, then next thing I knew, the fight was stopped. So that that played a little bit into it. But you know, at the end of the day, I learned from that that I just I'm I'm not an emotional fighter. I can't be emotional when I fight. So. I'm just uh, working on, you know, improving myself, being more in control of everything. Why were you emotional for that fight? I know it was a fight that you had wanted. What, what was emotional yeah. about it? 
I don't like him. It's just it, at the end of the day, I don't like the dude. Period. Okay. Um, and it's not one of those uh, things that's just going to be sorted with a, a sit down talking to. Um, but I also recognize that how he chooses to live his life and how he chooses to deal with the things in his past is his choice to make. It's not mine. I don't agree with a lot of the things he's done. I don't agree with who he is as a person. I don't agree with, you know, the treatment that he's gotten. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not my choice to make. So, uh, you know, I just had to resolve that within myself and, and you know, really kind of practice what I preach. I've always been a, a live and let live type of dude. Uh, and I, but I also believe in being accountable for your actions and taking full responsibility for everything that you've done. And, um, but, you know, it, it's his life. He can do whatever he wants. Um, he doesn't seem to be hurting people anymore. So that's uh, whatever he does now is between him and whoever he answers to. Yeah. Go ahead, Jimmy. Oh no, no! I was going to say that's that's a fight you'd like to get back. Like that's that's one of those ones where it just it, it went south, and I, I could sense that you'd love to get that one back. Definitely, definitely, and um, you know, I, I I think based off of you know his performances, and you know, if when I go and I continue to win, I go and I, I win my next three or four fights, then it's something I can ask for. But right now, um, that's too many variables to focus on for me. So. The things that I know for sure are happening is uh, a weigh-in on Friday. That's mission one. And mission two is uh, getting it done in the cage on Saturday. I'll tell you right now, I uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I like where your head's at. For a guy that's uh, that you're coming off a couple of tough losses, some other guys might be doubting themselves. I think this must come from your wrestling background as a competitor because you could be down a couple of matches and then go on and you've shown that you could bounce back from that in your wrestling. Is that where you get this attitude from? Because you got a great attitude. You don't sound like a guy that's coming off a loss. You sound yeah, like... Yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, it plays a lot into it. Uh, most of my career, you know, when I was wrestling in college, I actually, that's when I started going to therapy because I had horrible performance oh. anxiety. I was so obsessed with rankings, this, that, and the other that I feel like I never really reached my full potential with that. But what I did learn is, you know, you can always bounce back. Like my, my senior year, I think at one point I was uh, four and six, my, my fifth year in college. And, you know, that was a point when I was down because I could have graduated the year before. My coach asked me to come back. So I had to I actually had to pick up a minor and drop a class just so that I wouldn't meet graduation requirements. And, uh, so I, I came back that year, but I was only there to wrestle. I only had to pass one class uh, both semesters uh, total. So, And uh, I could literally get Fs and everything and get a D in that one class, and I still would have graduated. So I, um, I was there just to wrestle. And being down at that point in my career, you know, I was, I think, four and six or five and six at some point. Um, and then I won five matches I was 10 and six but that was supposed to be my year and um it wasn't going how I planned and but bouncing back from that the, the places that I was at at that time and recovering from that pulling myself out of that dark place uh where you're doubting all of your decisions uh and you know you don't you don't think that you're worth uh well yeah I, at that point I didn't even feel like I was worth my scholarship so that was that was tough but getting through that taught me a lot. And now anytime I'm in a dark place, I know like I can get past that, you know, and then, and same thing happened, you know, my conference tournament that year, I was the number one seed and, you know, something felt off, something felt off. And I was, I ended up taking fourth that year. I didn't qualify for nationals. And um, then my mom calls me and tells me she has cancer. That was, that was tough for me, you know, just and then at that point, I'm, I'm questioning if I'm even going to graduate because I'm going to class and just tears streaming down my eyes. I'm leaving formations, I'm barely holding it together. I was drinking almost every day, um, but you know, I rallied back from that. I graduated, uh, got my minor, and then after that, I got uh, you know some pretty good jobs. So just pulling yourself out of that, and and you know, each time you've been tested, and when you know life has tested you and you've overcome it. It, it changes your outlook on a lot of things. You're very open, um, and, and I, I go to therapy too, and I also go into those dark places. The problem with the dark place is sometimes, sometimes it feels good and familiar, and spiraling is really easy. Like It starts to feed on itself. Like I start telling myself all this horrible shit, and then it's like moving downhill. It's very hard to stop those spirals when they're happening. 
Yeah, it is. Um, and you know, for me, it, it done. It never gets to a point where like I would take my own life, but it gets to a point where I don't care if I exist anymore or not. So I just engage in a lot of self-destructive behavior. Now, for me, you know, I recognize I have I have a firm rule. Even when I'm out of camp, um, I, I try not to drink uh, a whole lot. Like I like to party a little bit. I like to have fun. I'll drink uh, socially, but my rule is I I don't. I try not to drink more than twice a week, right? And that doesn't matter if it's just one drink here and then, you know, two or three drinks another day in the week. But no matter what, I, I try and keep it to two days a week that I'll drink. And it's those two days where I don't train the next day. And when I find myself falling down or, like, uh, that's how I know when the spiral's about to happen is because I'm like, oh, you know, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing good this week, or I, I didn't drink twice last week, so that carries over into this. It starts those spirals, and then next thing I know, I'm out partying and, and doing that. So I stop myself as soon as I get to that point, and uh, that's when I usually go. I do a check-in with my therapist, and we talk through things. We do uh, two or three sessions, and then I'm good to go, and I'm back on my grind. So this is just knowing that overall I know what my overall plan for myself is and I can't ever lose sight of that. Were you uh you played I know you played football at one point. Uh were you a lineman? You look like you built like a lineman. Yeah, um you know in 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 high school I was a defensive tackle. The year they moved me to offensive line, I broke my hand the first first play or first series of the first game of the year. And uh I lost all the – any school that was interested in me, it went straight to walking on. And at that point, I realized that I don't really love football, right? Yeah. Um, and to be – to make it to the top levels of football, you either have to be incredibly naturally gifted or you have to love the sport. Typically, it's a combination of the two. And, um, you know, so I decided at that point I was going to – if I was going to walk on, it was going to be for wrestling. So I walked on to the, the first D1 school that offered me in wrestling – um that year you know my freshman year I went five and five I led the team but I led the team in pins that year so the next year they gave me a scholarship and um you know from there I went on to become a two-year team captain and right when uh, I bombed out at conference you know a couple months later the Colts called my coach and uh they said I, I could do an NFL uh, they wanted me to try out for this special program for uh, athletes and uh, hold on, I'm gonna turn it sideways for you. Uh, they, wanted me, they, wanted, they wanted me to do uh, this special program, the special tryout process. So I went home, I uh, signed up with a with a training center where I was meeting a lot of guys uh, that were either recovering from injuries or were also free agents in the NFL trying to get signed. From there, uh, the Packers came down and evaluated me for a workout, and a couple other teams had expressed interest to my agent. But again, during this time, I realized. I love working out. I don't really like football. So um, that's funny. You know, that's good. So uh, January of that year, it was January of 2016. It was a new year, and I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna try MMA. But I didn't even know if I was gonna be able to make the weight because I was like 315, 320 at the time. So um, I got with a coach and I started working with the coaches at Paradigm Training Center. That's the gym I was at at the time, and then uh, later on the Fight Lab guys and. You know, we got we took an amateur fight in September of 2016, and you know I made the weight. It wasn't super. It was probably my hardest cut ever, but it wasn't that bad. So I knew I could do it. And um, before I knew it, you know, I was fighting for an amateur title. Then I was making my pro debut, and then a year later, I was in the UFC. What were the nerves? Like, oh, sorry, my guy. No, I was just gonna say, how was your transition into the striking? Have you ever done any striking before that point? Like box, straight no, up like, boxing. Uh, I had done a little bit of like a, a cardio kickboxing class at my my college is Virginia Military Institute, and you're actually required to do three elective combative classes in, in PE. So the three I picked were wrestling, uh, where I was just a helping coach, and yeah. then uh, boxing, and then uh, oh. combative jujitsu. Oh, so cool. that was uh, those are the three I chose. But yeah, I did boxing one semester in college, and then. When I was like 12, my mom put me in a summer camp where we did some boxing, but I wasn't ever like super great at it. <laughs> so the transition to, to striking was tough for me, and uh, I got away with just being athletic most of the times. But um, the last year, I've really been, last year, year and a half, really, I've really been trying to focus on the technique behind it. 
Yeah, because you're, you're you're going up against guys. The problem with the heavyweight division is is you know the jabs hurt. Uh, everybody has knockout power, so when, when it comes to striking, any mistake you make can cost you the fight. I mean, anyone, I'm sure, in any division, but especially in the heavyweights, everyone has knockout power. Right, right. So um, that is, and that's something that we've been planning for, and uh, you know, I, I just, I truly have to respect this guy's power. Um, you know, you don't get compared to Mark Hunt unless you, you've got some knockout power. Right. Yeah, I think his last fight was it was with uh, Jorgen De Castro. I think he got dropped with a short right, but I mean, it, it was a, it was a competitive fight. Um, and again, it's one of those things where if you make you make one wrong move, you're. Uh, you're out. So yeah, Matt said your attitude seems great. You seem like you're it, man. comfortable been... and you're and you're ready to go and you're not dwelling in the past, which is great. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel great moving out to Jackson Link. You know, was just the uh, thing I needed. Just a you know a completely new new environment and it really lifted my spirits. What made you go to Jackson Wink and and what was what was about the the, the camp you were in before that you felt you needed to change? Um, you know, the, the main reason I came out here was uh, bodies, right? Uh, the biggest issue with my camp before was, you know, we didn't really have bodies. I was going on Facebook begging anyone over 200 pounds that knew how to fight to come train with me. And, oh, uh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so it, it was rough. <laughs> and I, it was at a point where I had to exhaust myself pretty much every day to go train to even just make it somewhat competitive. Um, whereas out here... Uh, you know, we've got high-level guys. You know, you've got, obviously, John Jones. We've got Dontel Mays. We've got Devin uh, Jackson. My roommate uh, is about to make his Bellator debut at heavyweight, Davion Franklin. So we've got bodies here that if I'm not on my stuff every day, if I'm not on top of it, any day can be a bad day for me. And uh, even uh, Christian Edwards, you know, he's uh, he's got he's a 205. He's got knockout power also. So just having to always be on point at practice has been a, a big game changer for me. Well, congratulations, man, on the move, and I'm looking forward to this. I think you're uh, you're the third fight of the main card, so they obviously have faith uh, in what you're doing. Uh, Alir Latifi, Derek Lewis is the opening fight, and there's some really interesting matchups here, and of course, Shevchenko, uh, Caitlin Chukagan is the co-main, and Reyes against Jones for the light heavyweight championship. Good luck, uh, Juan, against uh, Justin Taffa. It's good talking to you. I, I hope we talk to you again. Yeah, man. Thanks, bro. No problem, man, for sure. Hope to see you again. It's good you're open about the therapy, too. Enough people don't talk about it, so yeah. uh, thanks for discussing. Yeah, very that. interesting. It was great, man. Thanks, Juan. No problem, man. Take thanks, care, all. man. Thank you all. all right. Have a good one. Be, be well, Take buddy. Care. Take care. I like that, man, because guys yeah. get the... You know why? Because, you know, interesting fella. Very I like it, man. I like guy, how yeah. honest... I like honesty. Like we were talking the other day. Yeah. Like about Uriah, uh, Uriah Hall and whatnot. I like... That guy was... Uh, I liked how he was very open about the therapy... And, uh, and the training his attitude was great. Catching man. up on strike. But you don't want to play catch up on striking in the heavyweight division. That's a scary place to... What do you mean? Meaning like when you're striking in the heavyweight division, any one of those guys is yeah. so hard that you no, can't I you think can't he meant like he's putting work in with it. Yeah, I don't think he's saying he's going to go in there and try to box this guy. I think he's going to rely on his wrestling. Yeah. And I think it's... me. It, listen, this is the deal. Sometimes I ask about that, the transition to... To the uh, striking with the grapplers, whether it's a jujitsu yep. guy or a uh, with a jujitsu background or a uh, um, a wrestler, is because sometimes they could be beasts with the grappling, but they're not used to getting touched. I mean, not used to getting struck, so they get hit for the first time. It could be a shocking. When you're not used to it, it's it's um it's it's uh, different than people think. When they're like, ah, look at him, he's he's being a pussy. Like you know, like when that guy Stephen A. Smith. Said how cowboy. cowboy quit, you know what I mean? How meanwhile the guy's eye sockets broke. Falling to be folded like a cheap tent. <laughs> yeah, it's not the right. That's what thing. a relief yeah. pitcher does. When yeah. you get your eye socket broken, uh, that because what, what, what Stephen A. Smith was saying was like the equivalent of if somebody hit a line drive and it hit you in the face and you couldn't pitch, would he accuse you of that? Of course not. It's, I mean, cra- it's well, it's crazy. But uh, it, it, my, it's my, crazy. What, but I liked when uh, Juan said that his. About his striking, how um, his mother put him in that camp when he was 12 years old and he did some boxing. And yeah. believe it or not, that might have had more to do with that. That might have had a, might have been just a great experience for him because uh, he was used to getting hit. You know what I mean? So it's not like he first did that when he was 18 or 19 or 20, whenever he was at a, uh, in college or whatever, he did the boxing. You know? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I wanted to ask you too, Matt. There was a, We've talked about this before. What's up? Kamara uh, Usman and uh, Jorge Masvidal had a bit of a run-in at the radio row in uh, the Super Bowl. And to me, again, I always think these things are fairly... They're not staged to the point where both guys discuss it. But once it starts, both guys... Like, remember I said that about Jeremy Stevenson and Yaya Rodriguez, that it's not fake. Like, they really are giving each other shit. But they both know cameras are running, and they both yeah. know this is promotion. Because I was like, that to me felt like that's what this so, was. You know, it, it's that, and it's also that you're dealing with fighters. I mean, how many times? You know what you do over the years... Do something with uh, types. I don't know how what you type in, but boxers that get out of control and at press conferences, at weigh-ins, because I don't know something about the fight game. You're fighting, you know yeah. what I mean. So when you see each other, it's it's not it's a, a thing of pride where you both got your chest out, and it's one of those things where who's who's going to turn away first. That it could come down as simple as that. I know it sounds maybe even childish, but. Uh, but it's not, man. I mean, especially if you might be facing this guy and you see the guy somewhere and the sure. guy starts walking away, you might be, all right, man, this guy's fucking, don't even want to look at me. I don't know. It might be one of those things or it could be, like you said, there. It's a combination. I do think it's real. I don't think it's fake. Like, I, again, I think that the emotion is real, but I think both guys know this is Super Bowl Sunday press. We're doing this. And it was, you know, it's smart because people are talking about it. And once again, I was wrong. I've proven myself. Here's what I, I'm an ass. And I'm wrong a lot, and I thought it was going to be Conor Masvidal next, but I think it's obviously going to be Usman Masvidal. And from the UFC's point of view, I guess I understand it because they, what Dana wants is Khabib against Conor. They want that fight. So Conor right now is coming off a devastating win over a cowboy. So right now he's coming off a huge fucking win. Why risk having him fight and maybe take a loss against Masvidal and then all of a sudden he's not ready well, to fight Habib, which is a bigger fight. It's just it's a much bigger fight. There's a belt on the line, and if it's not Habib, it could be Tony Ferguson. You know, I uh, you know I like saying positive things. You know, so people say I like I attack Connor, but let me tell you about something I saw. Uh, I think it was on the UFC page or something, and it had a picture of Connor when he was really young. With Chuck Liddell, right? Oh. And it had the date. I don't know what the date was because I'm shot. And then it had like, like in like within like how many years later? And it wasn't that crazy. And uh, it had Connor. And I'm like, oh, and at the weigh-in, and it showed the audience. And then I'm like, oh, that's a cool thing. And then you see, in the very front row is Chuck Liddell looking at Connor up on the stage with every. So it shows him as a kid with a dream. Yeah. And then it shows him on top of the world with the. Guy who's happy to take a picture, who's all excited to take a picture with, watching him. Yeah, in the that's nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, I just want. Oh, to I thought there was a negative point <laughs> no, to it. Yeah, there's nothing negative. It's good. positive. Yeah, it's uplifting. Now, who doesn't like Chuck? Isn't that though? nice? Yeah. Okay. Everyone I just like Chuck. to point out something nice. Do you like Chuck Liddell? Oh, I love Chuck. Everyone loves Chuck. You can't not like Chuck. Nah, he's, you just can't. He's, he's a nice like man. A big guy. You just want to hug him. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I do that, and then I realize I'm not that close with him. I'm always of, comfortable. And he looks at me like, you know, he hugs me back. Uh, Andrea Lee, she's yeah. going to be calling soon. And I'll tell you what I did this morning, Jimmy. What? Yes, I murked a bunch of fools in VR, but that's Good. not what I'm talking about. Jimmy, I had so much fun in that in that in the game last night. You did. Oh, Jimmy, I don't want to sound like like immature. No, no. But uh, I'll tell you, sometimes they get upset, right? Like I took out a squad. There's a squad. I heard sure. them talking. Like, hey, I need some health. And I hear them. And I'm in the house. So what am I supposed to jump out like an idiot? Yeah, no. I, I'm squatting down, right? I got my pistol. 
pistol, Jimmy. Yeah. So two guys are coming in. They're part of a squad, and they come in. I took them both out. Sure. Ah, I know what they say. Ah, you, you camper, you camping bitch. No, 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 no. What do you want me to do? Announce it. You oh, guys, I'm gonna. Last man standing. Yeah. Kamora Savage, bitch. Yes. I yell it back. And then they fade out. Then what they, does snipers then? do? Announce their presence? No. Jimmy, last man standing. By any by oh, any means necessary. I'm getting my little pixiled fucking hand up. And I won, Jimmy. Won? Oh, I had so many Raptor dinners. And it was that when you win, it says winner, winner, Raptor dinner. And I just want to let you. What is a Raptor dinner? Well, Jimmy. They say like winner winner chicken dinner for other yeah. things. So I guess they can't say that. So a raptor dinner is like even like it's like almost like, like dinosaur. a dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. But I it's like out of thirty people, I I told you about this before. I don't want to keep talking about it. But you should get on that. We can hang out in the oasis. Uh, and I mean Jimmy, it's, it's fun. Tempting as it is. I, I'm just uh too I busy. Ha- I think I hang out with people like besides at my schools, I hang out with people there more than I I do. You ever seen Ready Player One? I have not. Jimmy, you should. Is it a movie? Oh, it's like a modern day classic. How about this? Have you seen 1917? No. That's fucking good. amazing. I couldn't believe how much I I had no desire to see that. And I just went. Is it boring or is it no, like exciting? No. It's good. Not even a little fucking boring. It's just about two guys that are going on a mission in World War One. So what are they doing again? They have to go on a mission. To oh, I, see, I know. They get the one brother that survived. Two, no, no, they no, have, three of his brothers got taken out. I saw No, that's Saving Pie Ryan. I know, Jimmy. They have to go and alert I'm just being this other Jimmy. division not to advance because it's a German trap. It's a true story. Is it a true story? Yeah. And it's so good. I can't believe how much I liked it. Really? It's Because the whole thing is like one camera shot. The entire movie is one camera just shot. Just follow. One. I, it's almost like they did the... There must be breaks that, that they're covering digitally. But it literally... You cannot see... So it's not see like the latest Star Wars where they keep cutting scenes back and forth. It's not like that. No, this all. is amazing. It, it's almost... It doesn't stop moving. Really? Yeah, you feel I'm like you're there. see it. It's great, dude. It's worth it. And wh- I want to see that. And you, you have On Demand. Listen, Ready Player One. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. It is so... Put a pin in that. Do we have Andrea <laughs> Lee? Okay. You're disrespectful, Jimmy. You hurt my emotions because you don't give a chance for the shit I like. All right, so what about, what about um, Ready Player One? I've heard it's, it's, it's an movie. old movie. It's yeah. actually old now. One yeah. that came out a couple of years ago. Ah, it's so much fun, Jimmy. But the thing is, I really feel like I'm living that movie. You do. Like in the movie, like his best friend is H. This guy, oh, it's H. It's really a girl in real life. Oh. He doesn't know that. He, it's just like a big, like animated dude. So I got my buddy Genova. He's from Boston. And I got oh, Genova. He goes, hey, may I ask? They don't call me mad on there. Of course not. Because you don't do that. They go, Savage. Like, oh, guys. Want to team up? What a record. This is what this is my life is. Sounds heinous. It's so much fun. I would not enjoy Jimmy, it. Jimmy, it's so guys. much fun. Jim, it's f- Jim. Jimmy, it's fun. I wouldn't enjoy it. Well, next time you're at my house, I want to do. I would do VR. I want to do the building climbers of Dude, VR. This fucking stupid ass games. My brother-in-law Edwin, he plays all these games on his phone. So where's and now? I'm looking at his phone. There's a lot of shit going on. He's like, oh, I'm in a battle, and he's sitting there. He's eating. He's eating dinner with us. I go, right now you're playing. He goes, yeah. How is that skill? He goes, no, I, I. Uh, I, I, I powered it up, but I, I put all the weapons in place. I, and now that's fighting by itself. You're not even pressing a button. It's, I don't know. I don't get it. That's fun, Jimmy. Can you put these things on Twitch? I want to, I want to, I have Twitch. I should do it on, goddamn right, you have a Twitch or two. But listen, you don't really, have it, Jimmy. I you re- don't. Matt, I really. You don't have a Twitch. Either. But I do. It's okay. I'm a Twitchy boy. You don't You know what I don't Twitch when I do chip? It's true. It's the only time I don't. Are you serious? Yeah. And that, po- that's like one big twitch, And he isn't points it? it out. It's the only time I'm calm. But I'm being my true self. So Andrea Lee yes. is going to be calling. She is calling in, we hope. I really yeah. liked... Uh, that last fight I, I was really, really razor thin, man. Yeah, very close against Calderwood. And I... Man, I wonder how she feels because she was coming off two wins before that. And that kind of throws a little, you know... Little, I'm gonna uh, look at the rankings. little bump in the road. <clears throat> Excuse me, everybody. Our buddy Caitlin is fighting this Saturday on the Jones Reyes car. I cannot wait for that. Caitlin's awesome. She is. <clears throat> we got to start doing predictions again. Oh, dude, did you see my Instagram story, man? With my my one of my black belt, James Gonzalez. He just got a championship at the uh, 
I'm gonna say Cage Fury. I think it's fucking Cage Fury. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't able to make it, man. Cage Fury. I think it's Cage Fury. for it. But uh, are you listening to me? Every word you say. Thank you. He fucking he did an umuplata, and it went into like a, it popped out the dude's elbow, man. It was re- Jimmy. It was fuck. I got to show you. How long of a recovery is that? You, I want you. I want the. I want the. You see it or no? No. I want the reaction when you see this. This is James. And by the way, is this a broken arm now or no? Hey, uh, you tell me what you think. You know what I mean? Hold on. Let me put my glasses on. Oh, fuck. It doesn't work when I go to my story now. You have the video, don't you? Nah, Come on, man. I'm going to find it. I hate my fucking Ready? glasses. Go on now. You're going to watch this. Yes. And you do. You do the. You tell me what you think of this. Okay. Watch. Just keep watching. Tell me if it looks broke. Ready? Keep watching. Keep watching. Ready? That's bad. Hold on, though. You got to tell me what this ah. is. It gets worse, Jimmy. A little worse. Oh, boy. That's a bad one. That's fucked up. That's a bad But one. is that broken? Yeah, I'm going to. I, I don't, don't know, know, Jimmy. I don't know. It doesn't look good. But, uh, you know, I hope the guy. And the guy is a really. Uh, he was a really tough guy, man. Yeah. The guy was like, uh, like 11 and 2 or some shit like that. And I think he trains under my buddy, uh, Daniel Gracie, which is, I'm not happy. The guy about. who lost. Yeah, I just found out about that. Uh, he took the, this, my buddy, my uh, black belt, he took this, uh, he took this fight um, like on like a two weeks notice or a week's notice, something crazy. And he and he got the championship belt. That's, and that was like 45 seconds in. You know, so jujitsu, he's a very good in jujitsu. Can I tell you too? Yes. I'm not on, I've been taking, because I had this chest cold, and it's much better now. I've been taking a little uh, Mucinex to loosen things up. Wow. And then they gave me this, these pills you take, where you take six one day, five the next day, four, then three, then two, then one. And I'm finished taking them. But it's a steroid. Yes. And it shrinks everything, so I guess that clears you up. But I'm breathing better with hey, the steroid. Uh, I like my, it. My buddy, James Gonzalez, I want to um, apologize for my buddy, Jimmy Norton, uh, uh, Jimmy Norton shitting on your shine. No. When I was trying to give you and and Nas, who won also, one of our fighters, and also uh, um, uh, Cal Sterling. Was his last? I hope his last. He's no, Aljo's brother or cousin. That actually sparked my thought. These what, guys won. What you were saying three sparked my o. thought. Right. So you said they're. they're and here's what I was. Here's my thoughts. And you, you bring it up. You fucking chest cold. There's a reason. But no. You said this guy won, and I thought to myself. That's why you got to be polite to people in real what? life because that's the type of killers that are out there. Just these regular dudes who can really fight. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, they might lose a, a fight against a black belt, but that's what's out there. So I thought to myself, fuck, I want to train. And I'm like, you know what? My breathing is a little better. And I oh, noticed my I breathing is a little bit better because I've been taking this steroid with shrink things. And I'm not mm. ready to, to, to go on to cycle on and off, but I definitely <sighs> understand the appeal because I'm breathing a lot better and it makes me kind of want to do something. See, you know, there's a logical connection. Put a little fucking Vicks vapor rub on your chest and go to jiu-jitsu. Cut, no, cut the it'll shit. get in people's cut eyes. The shit. Hate cut it. the shit with that, Jimmy. I will. I'm going to see a sinus surgery guy today. See a therapist. I'm going today to see my sinus person. Jimmy, have a jo- uh, you uh, don't choose when trouble finds you. you understand? That's you true. You don't choose when somebody wants a problem with you. That motherfucker in Vegas started with me. He didn't care that I looked like a little pit bull. He don't give a fuck. Yeah, you're right. He, uh, he, he wanted to fucking embarrass me in front of my family. You know what I said? All right. I'm going to tell you after we talk tell to Andrea Tell me after Lee. we talk to Andrea Lee. Yeah, she's walking in the park. Hello, how are you? Hey, good, how are you? Very, very well. Now, are you in a park in Houston? No, I'm in Lafayette, Louisiana. I'm just walking around. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, you're not fighting until... Uh... Oh, you are fighting. Okay, yeah, you are. I thought so. So uh, when will you travel? Tomorrow. I'm going to drive oh, okay. down to Houston tomorrow. How long of a drive is that for you? From Lafayette... From here, it's only like three and a half, four hours. Now, will you like? Do you want to stay home as long as possible before you actually go, or are you someone that likes to get there early and enjoy wherever you're at? It just depends on you know where I'm fighting at. Like for when I fought in Abu Dhabi, of course I wanted to get out there ten days earlier. Um, but this is Houston; it's right down the road, so I'm not necessarily in a hurry to leave out tomorrow. But they do have me scheduled to do a whole bunch of things during the week starting Tuesday so I have to be there um, but I'm not in a hurry to leave tomorrow uh, speaking of your fight in Abu Dhabi versus uh, Joanne that was razor thin razor thin how I thought really? it was very I thought it was close very close I easily could have went to you split decision I was like fuck man very close fight you were coming off two wins before that 
Like, where's our head at? Is it like, because it was such a close fight. It's like, shit, man, I really could be just, my last three, I could have easily won. So do you feel like it's a, how, did, how was our head after that? Man, I, you know, I mean, it's nice to hear that it was so close. I just, you know, I feel like I, I, I forced a lot of takedowns that weren't there. I missed out on a lot of opportunities that I had in the fight. And, um, you know, I just let a lot of things go. I feel like, you know, I just wasn't 100% like my head wasn't there because I just, I did so many stupid things, I feel like. Um, you know, if I hadn't have slowed down there in the last round and a half, you know, maybe I could have gotten the win. But, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, as upset now than as, you know, now as I was then. Um, I kind of it. So like, you know, maybe I just needed a loss. And I hate to say that, but I mean, you know, sometimes you get, um, you start to get complacent, you know, and I, it had been like, what, seven fights since I'd lost. That's like three years. And so like, I hadn't felt like what it was like to lose. And so I kind of needed a fire lit under me, you know, Wi-Fi trying to connect. Oh, okay. All right, don't worry. It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't freeze on it a weird face. It never freezes in a good place when it freezes on someone. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't freeze anything weird. Can you, right now, Andrea, can you if us? you can see us, it didn't freeze with anything like this. Look. Oh, no, yeah, wait, hold on. But that is always how it is. <laughs> it's always like you're like, ah. It's never in mid-smile. It's always <laughs> when you're trying to go, ah. <laughs> Jimmy. Ready? It freezes on. Ah. <laughs> Why are you gonna make me feel stupid, Jimmy? I know what you're doing. <laughs> Jimmy's too fucking funny. Now she's. I hear something. I just hear noises. Yeah, you hear what We're you normally. We're calling. They're calling. We'll get other. her back. That's what you normally. Don't hear you love? We used to girl. just do phone calls. Don't you at least love? Even when it's the connection yeah. is not great, this is always better. Oh, I'm dying. You couldn't back me up with that, Jimmy. I know what you're doing. I don't know what I was doing we either. We got a second guy. Could you just? <laughs> Oh, but let me tell oh, you about. Uh, up. Let me tell you about. Uh, All right, give her a minute because uh, her Wi-Fi is obviously. So I'll tell you, I'm really impressed though with the way. Uh... Never mind. What? I was... <laughs> what I'm, gonna... I'm working on the Adams joke again. Well, that was great because I think it... no, it wasn't great because I, I I let the cat out of the bag too early. Oh, Jimmy, I'm working on my whole routine. Oh, you are, I can't yeah. wait to open for you, Jimmy. On I would biggest, love that. We could go do a UFC biggest event and venue a gig. ever. Dude, I want we could biggest... go do a live podcast, and then we could do a gig together. I would love that. I can't wait. Love it. And then Friday, can't I do a gig. Wait. I'm going to be up there, and I might steal some people's shit, like Carlos Mancina, guy, guy, guy. Where his name is. Like, I flew it. here from Long Island. I'll start with that. Would that go over big? Well, you know, hey, guys. You do live in Long Island. So. I flew here from Long Boy, I'm, I'm tired. Any, anybody? No? Work on the delivery? That would be great, though, if you Let just me do it again. and did awful old jokes. Can I just do that? Yeah. <laughs> Tap it. Is this on? Hey, everybody. Take my wife somewhere, please, everybody. But... <laughs> That's Henny Youngman. No, 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 no. Come no, on, you, everybody. You'll, you'll get there. I flew here. I'm tired. I know I'm missing some lines with that. My wife said, I want you to take me someplace I've never been. I said, how about the kitchen? That's a Henny Youngman joke. <laughs> I know, I know. What do you think I'm I, uh, Listen, I'm going to I'm gonna take uh, all the worst jokes and make them my own. That's the best thing to do. Like but I'll tell you, man. The guy really sounds really confident, man, for being a little bit of a, a, a rough patch. Who want? Yeah, I like him a lot. You're not waiting for me to pause a second I and say my fucking thing. I you swear suck. To, no, no, no. This I is what swear. I was going to say. Go ahead. I was going to be like this. I'm going to be like, hey, man, the guy's really confident for going through a little rough, <laughs> for a rough patch. Adams talking about. Do you know, I didn't even do it on purpose. I was just thinking like, oh, yeah, you It would have right. been all right if I did that first. No? I tried again. I'll make sure I, I, I don't step on it. I won't step on it. I apologize. My fault. Try my joke again? Yeah. Right. But nobody knows the movie Patch Adams. Yeah, so it's they not do. Yes, be... they do. It's a big Robin Williams film. From like 20 years ago, yeah. if not longer. Yeah, I'll do it again. I won't step on it. <sighs> I'll tell you, he's confident for uh, going through a little rough patch. Hello. <laughs> 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 Is
is this how it is when you first started your comedy career? Yeah, you just you just you just start your time. It's timing. Yeah. it's like jujitsu. So you got to try. It's timing. It's not just about technique. All right, she's it's having an, timing. an issue. Maybe they're rebooting Wi-Fi. So if we can't get it, we can't get it. It's let's go back. Wi-Fi. Let's go back to talking comedy. Yeah, oh, I can't wait to see you on Joe Rogan. Yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, I just, I, Joe, I, he's so easy to talk to. We just sat there and ch- chatted about fights and talked. It was, we, there was no real main point. Like, we just had a conversation. It was I fun truly, to catch up with Rogan. truly hope that you told him that you love me. I do. Not even like me. No, I love. love. He knows. And that. I want, well, he might know, you might think he know it, knows it, but uh, I want the world to know it. I know. You don't see me hugging Dan like I hug you. No. Sorry, Dan. Ah, Dan, I'll give you a hug later. I get, I like that. I do too. Anyway. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Jimmy, you know what I did yesterday? You know what the Sarahs did? What? We don't watch football. You know what we love about the Super Bowl? There's nobody out. Empty movie theaters. Well, that's what we were going to do. But instead, this is what we did. Tell me that the Sarah family doesn't have a good time. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm gonna keep you in suspense. All right, we have this her is, back. This is Hello, way more, Andrea. How are I, you? I'm I'm smelling Wi-Fi. Yes, this is better. I, yeah, I don't know what was going on. I thought maybe it was because my phone was connecting to Wi-Fi and it was messing it up. So I turned my Wi-Fi off. It's so ah, funny. It's because it's chilly here, and there's nothing worse than when you're cold. And you're talking to someone, and you can hear the lawnmowers in the back. It's, it's just it just says warm weather. It Nothing says nice. warm weather like a lawnmower sound. It just looks nice over there. You know, it you looks think, nice. You think Louisiana? You just think like snakes and alligators. I think well, that. Yeah, I the, mean, those are around here. <laughs> they are around there. <laughs> I also think Tim Crater. Are you still with Tim? I am still with Tim. Oh, okay. He's a trainer. He's good. He's a friend of mine. Nice guy. Yeah. How's Tim doing? Tim, he's doing great. You know, he's at the gym right now. I'm going up there here in a little bit, and they're going to run me through a, you know, another hard circuit, and then send me on my way. So, <laughs> and now Tim has a lot of experience. After the last fight, tough love. He said you should have got the fight. What did he give you? What did he tell you? So, they, listen, this is how we get back on the horse after that. He, yeah, he told me. You know, it was. <clears throat> He he thinks he believes that it was because I went to Hawaii with my daughter. <laughs> oh, how how close to the fight? Well, it was um, I don't know. It was eight weeks out. So whenever I got back, I still had like six weeks, you know. So um, wow. I, I think yeah. I, I don't. I mean, and I worked out too while I was there. I don't know. I, listen, I, I don't I, blame it on that. I'm with. Hey, listen, I hear you. As a former fighter and, you know, I'm a coach too. I'm with Tim. I'm sorry. Listen, two months out, I don't do anything. And you know I, I there's certain things I like to do. Yes. I don't do anything. Well, not now. I'm retired now. Did it change your everything. headspace maybe a little bit going away and relaxing? Did it kind of take away no. something that you might have had normally? No. I, I mean, I feel like I needed that. But yeah. uh, when I came back, I was... It, I still had to come home and be flushed with all of the, yeah. you know, the stress of life and everything that's going on anyways. Um, but I think that, I think that, um, I don't think that Hawaii was, and not to mention, I mean, I had promised my daughter I'd take her. I already had everything <laughs> paid for. Yeah. By the time that when I accepted the fight, all this was already going to happen. So I was like, I don't want to tell her no or not go. I don't want to be that parent. 
Yeah. I don't know. How, I know. How long did you go for? <laughs> I've never gone to Hawaii. How long did you go? Ten days. Oh, that's a party. Yeah, how old's your how old's your kid? How old's your daughter? She's eight. Oh, I have an eight year old too. And a six year old yeah. and an eleven year old. All girls. I'm surrounded. You have just one? <laughs> I do. One okay. little girl. Man, it's so great. They grow so fast. I know. You must be like a like a superhero to your daughter. Does, do you let her watch your fights? <laughs> Does she watch your fights? <clears throat> she has. She used to come to them a lot, but like lately it's been hard for me to get her to go. It's not because she doesn't want to go. She wants to go to this one. It's just, you know. Yeah. It's uh, my in-laws and, you know, her dad and they're, you know. Now all of a sudden it's like it's it's not good for her. All of a sudden. Oh, <laughs> oh, what to go uh, to go watch the fights? Well, yeah. I think you're a great role model, personally. <laughs> you know, just well, the, yeah. I mean, I look at it like Karate Hottie, you know, and Montana De La Rosa, you know, Rachel Ostevich, and yeah. their daughter so involved in like, and even Cowboy Cerrone's little boy, and he's like a baby, and I just am like, I want that. You know, I think that's awesome. Hey, can I just tell you, it's no, it's not the same thing at all. But at like my wife, at like she just recently had an amateur kickboxing match. My three daughters, front row over here in Manhattan recently. You know that. So yeah. you know, hey, I don't think it's a bad influence. But I'm a goddamn Neanderthal, so don't listen to me. <laughs> now I'm all, <laughs> I'm all again. I mean, there's a lot of things uh, out in the world that are a bad influence, and yes. like it comes from YouTube. Yes. And even TikTok and everything yeah. that like kids are watching nowadays. Yeah, you're a professional <laughs> athlete and one of the in the fighting the best people in the world, one of the best fighters in the world. So hey, I think that's great. What do you think, Jimmy? I, I agree. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I wanted I wanted to also ask you too. You had said something about uh, you didn't think Macy Barber gave uh, uh, Montefiore enough credit. I kind of agreed with that. Did you think that she concentrated too much on the injury and not enough on Roxanne's performance? Um, I think, I think everybody underestimated Roxy going into that fight. You know, and I personally, I have fought Roxy before and I, I, I've seen her get leagues better since her and I fought yes. and, and I, I didn't see her as an underdog. You know, I, I knew that her going in there, like, like the first round, I mean, she, she actually did better in the first round than I had expected her to do against Macy. Um, I expected her to go out there and, and do what she does. And I thought she was going to get the win in the end, but I, I, you know, she came out there and her hands were on on point. She had Macy backing up, her chin was coming up, and I, I just think that, you know, I knew that once that she got a hold of Macy, like her judo and her ground game was going to take over. Um, I think that, I, I just think that maybe Macy and them they underestimated her, and um, I do think that she deserves more credit, you know, for her performance. Of course, the injury. It really does suck that that happened to Macy, but that can happen in any fight. Yeah. And and I'd like to say, if that had have happened to Roxy, Macy would be happy that she probably did that. You know, I mean, she would probably have taken more advantage of it. You know, like most fighters would have. I would have made. I wouldn't. I don't. I mean, I love Roxy, but I mean, my opponent. I would have made them stand up. I would have made myself look amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, one legged fighter. Roxy took her down and. and Nice. You know, um, <clears throat> I didn't hear anything that Macy uh, said that would be kind of disrespectful, but the father put out a statement and in it, and I understand, listen, I'm a father also, so you want the best for your daughter, yeah. you want her confidence up, but in that, in that long thing he wrote there, uh, it was, uh, there was a part where he said you, he, she did not, like uh, the frustrating, frustrating part was she didn't lose to a better opponent she lost to like a circumstance. So I didn't like that kind of shit. That's yeah. a little bit like, all right, dad. Yeah. That's a little, all right, pops. Come on, man. Hey, listen. I you know, I want yeah, the best for your daughter. I don't but... think that Roxy is like, you know, is, you know, the one behind that. I, I think that Roxy had a lot of respect for, I mean, I think that Macy had a lot of respect for Roxy and she showed it yeah. there in the end, you know, at the end of yeah. the fight and then in her, her interview. Um, but yeah, I just think that she was just underestimated as all. Well. Yeah, sometimes, uh, and we talked about this with her and also with Macy Barber, sometimes when there's a younger fighter fighting somebody, I think it was a 16-year difference, sometimes a younger fighter who's on a great role doesn't realize that that person you're fighting has seen fighters like you before. Yeah. She might not have seen anybody as well-versed as Roxanne, but Roxanne had seen people who were probably up-and-comers before. So sometimes the veteran has an advantage that the younger yeah. fighter doesn't consider. 
and not to mention Roxy's been in a lot of she she's fought a couple of times for the title for Invicta. You know, she's yeah. been to five round wars and she's fought like you said, she has fought very, very tough opponents. So uh, how are you feeling about uh, about this Saturday? You're, uh, you're fighting uh, Lauren Murphy, and and I think she's one ahead of you. What are you? Are you seven and eight or eight and nine in the rankings? So it definitely, there's definitely uh, big implications if you beat her. Yeah, um, I'm not sure where my seven and eight. Is. Yes, so seven and eight. Um, she's seven. Uh, she's seventh or eighth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, uh, with me getting a win over her, it's going to move me up, and I I am. Looking, I'm I'm excited about that, but that's not like my main focus. Sure. I'm just, you know, I really just care about going out there and and not doing what I did in my last fight and, and just getting getting this win. I need to get back on the win column, and you know, I want to do it, but I don't want to do it by necessarily playing safe. You know, I want to go out there and fight. You know, like I like I used to. I go I used to go out there and just like put it all out there on the line, and I wasn't trying to just like win the rounds. I want to go out there and not leave it in the judge's hands, you know? Yeah. Um, and what do you think of the main, uh, or co-main event, I should say, uh, Valentina against Caitlin Chukagan uh, for the uh, for the belt? I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a five-round war, personally. I just think with their, both of their styles, in a way, they're very similar, you know, the way that they're both counterfighters, and a lot of their fights, both of them, has gone the distance. So I kind of see it going, I feel like it's going to go the distance. And I think that Valentina's going to get the win. But I do think that Caitlin has a chance if they end up on the ground. Oh, very yeah, interesting. interesting. Well, listen, uh, we're glad you got your Wi-Fi fixed or whatever you did, because it was good talking to you. Definitely. Um, and good luck this Saturday against Lauren Murphy. Yeah, tell Tim Thank I said hi. Guys. Tell Tim I said hello. I will. I will uh, tell him. I'll tell him I just talked to you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you, care. Andrea. All right, Andrea. All Thank you, best. guys. All right. Y'all have a good day. All right. Have a good have a good fight. Bye. I love the y'all. Yeah. Very, you know? very nice person. Jimmy! Uh, all right. Now that Matt, Matt is swinging his socks Jimmy! in a circle. Jimmy, my socks! And it's my new song, Jimmy. I know it is. I use them like nunchucks. Yes, you this do. Is, when I get crazy, this is what I do. The socks come off. So right, anyway, listen. Jimmy, I, I was going to tell... Well, I know we're done, but let me tell you. Sure. So with the Sarah family, oh, yes. let me tell you what we did. We made it a effing party. Not a Super Bowl party. First, we started off at 6 o'clock, right before the Super Bowl. We ended up at Chuck E. Cheese. Got around 45 minutes in there. We, a little bit, because my youngest wanted to go there. Okay, Then, we went across to the Broadway Mall. We went over to uh, Round 1. You ever go to Round 1? No. Oh, a lot of games. It's like a bus... Uh, not a Buster Douglas. It's not a Buster Douglas. It's a Douglas. What the fuck is Buster? What the fuck? Buster Those, Douglas was a fighter. I know. It's a David, like a David Buster. David Buster. It's like a big place where you play sure. stuff. Fucking. And I'll tell you, Jimmy. We and then we went into like a karaoke room. Oh my kids, they had a good time. And then we went to uh, Blaze Pizza. That's nice. What the fuck? I mean, what? It's a great time, man. What time did you finish? We got home around like 9.30, man. My kids had school the next day. We had to get them to bed. Shower them, get them to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's the, the best day ever. That's good. Damn right it is. A Ceres don't play or do we? It was a we great play game. A lot. It was a good game, though. You missed a good game. But that's not your really? thing. You don't care about football. Well, I'll tell you. I'm glad this guy's out of the old rough patch. Adams. No. Come on, Jimmy. No. We're taking on the Degenerates no. feature and plus one. <laughs> I want to be a comedian. All right. Well, listen, Andrea Lee, Juan Adams, thank you both. Oh, I love my Jimmy. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, who do we have Wednesday. Do we know? Yeah, who do we have? Huh? Dominic Ray is good. Oh, shit. Fighting for a title was John Jones. Yes, he is. Been watching that. Hi. Oh, put, shoes um, are cool. They are cool, right? I like them, yeah. Okay, cool. Don't touch. All right. Well, thank you very much. I didn't mean to touch <laughs> your shoe. Oh, well, you can touch me. I wish touch me. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. 
Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit airforce.com to learn more. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 